0: Picture it, Los Angeles, 2022.
1: Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you're ever going to need to listen to. Who am I? Oh, I'm H. Scott slash Sadie Pines.
0: And I'm Carrie Doherty slash no one else. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> slash mommy, slash sister, slash wife. You're everything. Um, and this <laughs> is a podcast where we used to watch an episode of the Golden Girls and then talk about it. But... We ran out of episodes. So now we're breaking down all 24 episodes of The Golden Palace, which of course is a spinoff of The Golden Girls and currently streaming in the U.S. on Hulu.
0: And we just watched season one, episode six, titled Can't Stand Losing You, which aired on October 23rd, 1992, and is the one where the women try to set Roland up Uh, with women mostly because there's also a man because he's working too hard and also we see competitive rose come out and I am here for it
1: this episode was like nostalgia catnip you know what I mean there were so many moments not only is it competitive rose not only is it is it blanche and rose competing with each other which is like a classic golden girls moment but it's also vindictive sophia salting things to the point to cause problems, which is also a nostalgia Golden Girls moment.
0: I oh I have a lot to say about what Sophia and Mm. But good things. I loved this episode.
1: It was so good.
0: It was so good. We're going to have a couple of um, moments to play from the Mm -hmm. episode uh, that were just magical. Um, Betty White, I thought, made some amazing acting choices in this episode. Betty White was on fire. Fire in this episode.
1: And we saw a whole new Rose in this episode. I mean, we've seen competitive Rose before and how she becomes sort of like the Jekyll and Hyde of Rose. But this one, I feel like it was like competitive Rose on Overdrive. Like it was like she was she was feeling it this episode.
0: She was absolutely feeling it this episode.
1: Wow. wow. Oh my God. Yeah, I can't wait. I also want to talk about, I feel like she had something going on with her eye. What? Did you notice that? Throughout the episode, there was something with her... I think it's her left eye on the camera. I was trying to like figure out which one it was because of the way the camera shoots her. Um, but I feel like she had like uh, she was sick, or she had like a pink eye, or there was some redness in her eye. There was something going on with her eye. I'm gonna have to look. This is like the onion thing from the last. I apartment.
0: was gonna say you're you're I like know. really well, but I also, noticing. I know. Things. I think it,
1: I think it because the last time we did a, a rewatch, which of course was a while ago, and I was in my old apartment, and I had a big TV in my old apartment, but in this apartment. I came into some money and I bought a very large television, like a ridiculously large television to the point where it almost is like the television is haunting you wherever you walk in my living room. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and so now I feel like I see things that I've never seen before.
0: Wow. You're just, you're watching with a whole new, yeah, I definitely, our, our TV is from before Stan and I met.
1: I remember that Which TV.
0: was, which was 2014. So I feel like- wow. Although, no, I haven't even been watching it. Well, sometimes I watch it on our TV, and then sometimes I watch it on my laptop.
1: You know how um, big your television is?
0: I don't know, like 60 inches or something. Is that a size? 60, 62? Oh, I don't that's
1: know. a size. And I'm feeling like a Blanche joke right now. <laughs> <laughs> inches. Oh, wow. I haven't had that since I was 24. Um, uh, my television is like 80 something
0: oh that's a big tv it's
1: ridiculous it is to the point like i wanted a television that i could stand next to and be like look freak of nature you know what i mean like i wanted something so large and when we moved into the apartment my uh michael's dad (laughs) looked at the television and was like why 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 and i literally because it was so big and i wasn't sure i was not about to put it on the wall myself because you know you know that that would be a disaster so he had to put it on the wall and uh Like, I literally thought that would be a bonding thing with a straight man. Be like, yeah, big TV. Like, hey, no, not at all. Not at all. You should
0: have answered his question with a question also, which is, why not?
1: (laughs) I know, but I was trying to be nice. I know.
0: Um, Hey, can we quickly talk about what's going on? currently in this present moment with you and I, as we're recording this, which is this is the difference between someone who has a baby and someone who doesn't have a baby just to set the, just to set the picture
1: here. I'll start mine because mine yours is more dramatic than mine. So like, Mine is pretty basic, right? It's Saturday night. We're recording this on Saturday night.
0: You're well lit. It's I'm, what seven thirty p.m.
1: Yeah, I'm well lit. I'm roasting a chicken as we as we record. How much it's time ready. does that chicken
0: have left in the oven?
1: Well, it, it just sort of depends. It's it's I mean like ten minutes. Like after this segment, I'll probably go check on it and see how hot it is at the in the meatiest part of the chicken. But it's a delicious chicken, rosemary, garlic, lemon, mm. and potatoes and carrots at the base. It's gonna be delicious. yes, but but. Um, so yeah, I'm roasting it. I'm, I'm I feel good. Whereas you're in you, your
0: you're in clothes. You're in you're wearing in a regular, denim jacket. I'm in the clothes that I wore
1: earlier when I was out shopping. When you texted like when we were texting earlier, and um, I'm wearing the same thing. Nothing has changed. I took a nap. Like life has been good today. Yeah.
0: Now I, Whereas, on the other hand, when when the Zoom opened up, you immediately said, "Oh." <laughs> And followed it up with, you look like you're in a hostage video. Uh, there's a, because there's a loss
1: coming from the inside the house moment happening with you.
0: I'm poorly lit because yeah. I have just a light on in the corner of the room. Yeah. I'm in my bathrobe because yeah. as soon as we finish recording, I'm going to pop a melatonin, three milligrams, and put my ass to bed. Yeah. And I had dinner two and a half hours ago.
1: Whereas my dinner is coming in about an hour and a half. Yeah.
0: I miss eating dinner at like nine o'clock. I miss it, I but I I can't do that. I have to be in bed by nine o'clock because little Oreo is gonna wake me up at least yeah. two times tonight, and then at six thirty she's gonna go, I'm up, but she mean, can't talk yet. But that's what she means when she, she goes, mean. ah, 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 in the morning. But you know, it's a new re-
1: you. Also, have your hair pulled back like you're about to wash your face, but really, it's just a you know keep it practical like you have one of those hairbands that like yeah a whole hair is flattened back right? i have it's- to
0: wear i have to wear my hair back I, I i wore it down to take some cute pictures with oreo mm. yesterday yeah i saw otherwise I that picture i have to wear my hair up because otherwise she'll yank it so hard mm-hmm. she just wants to put everything in her mouth and my hair now it's because it's like her unicorn. She's just chasing it and chasing it and chasing it. Mm-hmm. She just wants to eat it. I,
1: love um, I so often want to share pictures you post of little Oreo, but then I think, because I know the people who follow me and I, I know the conversations that I have with many of the people who follow me. And well, I just know that it probably would not be appropriate to be sharing baby pictures to some of the population of the people who follow me. So I'm I'm sometimes like, I'm saving Oreo from this. The Oreo Aww. gets me. That is
0: it. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> yes. She gets her Aunt Sadie.
1: Speaking of little Oreo, I have a gift for little Oreo that I want to um, bring up on the podcast. It's a Golden Girls gift, of course. And <gasps> of course. it's a new book by Gregory. I'm going to screw this last name up, but he was so kind to send it to me. Gregory Bon Bonsignore, B-O-N-S-I-G-N-O-R-E.
0: That- Bonsignore? I don't know. Bonsignore. Signor. Because yes, if you it's say beautiful, it's
1: okay. Bonsignore. and the pictures are illustrated by Jennifer Potter, a much easier name for me to pronounce. And the book is called "That's Betty: The Story of Betty White," <gasps> and it's a it's a cute little picture book. Looks like a little boy who. It starts off with about a little boy who wants to do. Um, the teacher asked them to do a, a, a project on a trailblazing woman for a presentation. And the little boy was like a trailblazing wooden woman that's betty is and
0: the it, little boy mario is he oh, the one doing the project mario, is it mario does it, it does mario, mario lopez
1: yes oh wow and then he goes to his parents oh his parents i think are two i think that's a man two men oh yeah i told my dad's about my idea Yay. and one of them wasn't sure about it either oh that's so sweet Although there is, the librarian does look frightening, I will admit. Sorry, Jennifer. I mean, it, it looks it's a beautiful illustration, but I would be frightened of the librarian. Oh, and there's just, I mean, there's so many cute pictures in this book. I literally uh, just got it today. I, I walked into my apartment and I got it. So I haven't had a chance to fully read it yet. But it is... So cute. And it goes over Betty White's career as as the little boy is going over Betty White's sort of long career. And it's Betty White and black and white television. So you see the black and white picture.
0: Wow. It's, it's
1: so, so, so cute. I can't. So guys, the book is called That's Betty, the story of Betty White. You I believe you can buy it everywhere right now. We'll post links to it. Um, But it's such a cute little book.
0: Yay. Oh, little Oreo is going to be so excited. You know what oh. makes me excited about that book? I mean, not just that it's a Golden Girls book or it's about Betty White is that We're starting a book collection for Aurora. And um, I I
1: can't wait. I love buying. this is such a corny thing. But as a writer, I feel like I have to do it. I love buying books for children, even though all the children in my life don't give a fuck about books. Excuse me.
0: Oh, Aurora. She loves being read to right now. And in her book collection, we want to make sure that it's really inclusive and shows um, kids that look different from her. And that it has all different types of families. Um, you know, just to, just to show her how, how beautiful the world is. I
1: think that's um, so important. I mean, I remember, I feel really fortunate in that I grew up in Baltimore and St. Louis, obviously. And I both in pretty diverse communities with the exception of my high school years, that really wasn't too diverse, but my grade schools were pretty diverse. And it was, it was, it's, I'm so, I look back on it and I feel so fortunate that I was surrounded by a lot of people who were different from me. And and it, it 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 gave me a different sort of outlook on life and a different way of approaching people I think and in, in a positive way I hope and it's 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 yeah it's a really important thing to do.
0: Oh, that's so sweet. On that sentiment, should we take a break so you can check on your chicken, and then we'll get into the episode.
1: Chicken. Wait, we're gonna cook a chicken.
0: <laughs> gonna roast a chicken like my mama taught me. <laughs> that's gonna bring, bring the chicken down to Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> So this episode... Chicken's not
1: ready, Carrie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's not ready. You're going to have to check on it. So the episode starts with a quick exchange between Oliver and Sophia, which has nothing to do with the episode. Yes. I love that he calls her wrinkly. I just thought it was really sweet. My stepdad Um,
1: called my mom, his nickname for my mom is Shorty, and I always sort of loved that.
0: That's really sweet. My nickname for my mom is Pretty Lady. That's what it says on my phone when she calls, my comes up. My nickname for my mom says, is Pretty Mom. Lady. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, he needs help with his homework. He's promptly set off to Roland's office, and we don't yeah. see him again until he's needed to provide a piece of plot-related information to Blanche.
1: And then run. Um, yes. I, I know. I yeah. miss.
0: I miss him when he's on in the episodes. Um. So, uh. So Blanche gave Wait, Roland. Before
1: what? we talk about in anything of a story related I have to make a com- as the faggot of the pop of the pod of the podcast I have to make a comment about Blanche's outfit because it is so perfect so early 90s so like 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 every woman on a sitcom from 1991 to 1995 where they have the blazer or the little vest over the button thing but it's all untucked and flowy and like Blanche looks so good it's sort of like murphy brown meets the mom from home improvement meets like sisters it's like every perfect outfit from every woman in an early 90s sitcom i love it
0: she definitely blanche looks good this in this spinoff for sure everybody people comment constantly on how great blanche looks oh good um so roland is a workaholic and blanche is trying to give him the night off and he's like, I can't. You know me; I'm a workaholic. <laughs> and he walks away. And Rose goes, "Oh my god, he's been drinking workahol." Which, <laughs> like, that was that seemed a little dim, even for Rose.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, because it. I mean, is it supposed to sound like it's Dayquil or something like Nyquil? Like it, that's what I was thinking. I thought she thought that he was drinking like cough syrup.
0: I don't know what she thought. What yeah. does she think? Like, uh, I. It just. It kind of pinged me because I was like, "Rose isn't that dumb." Anyway, but for um, how
1: low Rose is in this moment, oh, she soars towards. The she end
0: soars the- for the rest of it. We we only go up from here.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So the so Blanche and Rose are discussing how Roland hasn't taken a single night off since the women started working there, I and there could be only
1: six episodes. So th- it's been months.
0: It's been months and yeah. that there can only be one explanation, which is that he's lonely and needs some good loving.
1: I mean, I would not. I, I agree.
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and I'm
1: ready. I'm available. Where do I sign up?
0: <laughs> I know there are so many. <laughs> 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 there are so many moments in my notes where I just wrote like a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I mean, things? down to like,
1: I mean, we'll, we'll get to them. There's so yep. many.
0: Um, so, uh, Rose says that she's an expert on love and Blanche is so biting in this moment. She goes, you've had what? Three men in the last 40 years. I had that many between the Kennedy and the Oswald assassinations. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. We
1: know in terms of the story that, that Blanche or Rose is kind of a bit more of a slut than, than, than Blanche in a lot of ways. I mean, because of the episode where we learn that rose had how many boyfriends whatever before she met charlie like a ridiculous one and then dorothy was like you know long live the slut <laughs> you know she basically is like taunting bland. the slut's
0: dead long live the slut yes well also there's that moment where rose goes because she's i think it's maybe the episode where she talks about how her and charlie would do it like every day yes, like every morning day. and night And and Blanche is like, but you never talk about it. And Rose is like, you know, I find often that the people who talk about it aren't actually having as much sex as they say they are. And Blanche is like, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, Um, that's a great moment. Such a great moment, and so true.
0: Um, and then uh, Rose and Blanche in this moment have the greatest exchange that's probably my favorite joke in the episode and we're, we're just gonna play it right now okay Rose, don't you think it's kind of strange that roland hasn't taken one night off since we've been here and
1: i know why he's lonely he hasn't been dating there's no love in his life i should know i'm the expert on love oh please get
0: real you've had what three men in the last 40 years i had that many between the kennedy and oswald assassinations. <laughs> Yeah, and how many of that faceless horde say I love you? Honey, if I touch them in the right place, I can get them to say it's howdy duty time. (laughs) So I I love that. Oh my God. I can get them to say it's howdy duty time. It's so perfect. But it was like Rose, Rose is able to describe the slew of men that Blanche sleeps with as a faceless horde but she doesn't know what workaholic is you yeah. know what I mean
1: yeah there's some I mean Rose isn't that dumb y'all she's actually very smart in my opinion.
0: oh my god so both she's Rose and Blanche smart. Rose and Blanche both think that they'd be the best at finding a woman for Roland and um, Rose kind of wants again, competitive Rose wants it to be a competition and Blanche is like, no, thank you. And then at this point, Betty White begins to walk around the lobby, clucking like a chicken. Now she has been a working actor for 50 years at yeah. this time and the yeah. dedication she gives to walking around clucking i mean you yeah. don't get more professional than that
1: uh, Betty White. she
0: she clucks her heart out
1: i mean we've seen it before with henny penny we know that woman can cluck mm-hmm.
0: so sophia meanwhile doesn't think the women will have any luck finding roland a woman and why is oh. this H. allen
1: because as i agree with her sentiment roland Is a homosexual. And as she says, I haven't seen a flame that big since I went to Arlington Cemetery, which I assume she's referring to the flame of the unknown soldier that is always going and always sort of burning, I think. But that I mean, is it
0: a big flame, though?
1: I mean, it's not a small flame. It's not a birthday cake flame. It's a it's a you know, it's a it's a flame you can see from 20 feet away.
0: So like if she had said, I haven't seen a flame that big since I went to Burning Man, I'd be like, but Burning
1: Burning Man didn't exist then.
0: Sure. But maybe it did. But Sophia wouldn't have gone. But maybe she would have. I guess (laughs) the point I'm trying to make is that when I think Arlington Cemetery, I'm not like, oh, that's a big flame.
1: Yeah. I mean, she could also be referring to because I've been to Arlington and it is a beautiful cemetery. Um which that's weird to say a cemetery is beautiful, but it is, it's, 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 it's expressive. It's beautiful. Anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, There's also a flame. I think that's always burning with JFK's um, gravesite as well. And then
0: there's the song eternal flame by the bangles. And that's a smash.
1: I don't know that one.
0: Is this burning? Any? Eternal flame. It's beautiful. Oh, wow. I apologize to anybody's no, ears. That was lovely. I just murdered. That was lovely. Um, meanwhile, yeah. Roland comes into the kitchen and announces that Good Morning Miami wants to do a cooking segment with the hotel's <gasps> chef.
1: This is their moment.
0: Sophia's like, this I love this part. Sophia's like, you know, like, great, I'll do it. And Blanche is like, You think we're gonna let you go on and just blurt something out? <laughs> Sophia goes, what do you mean, blurt something out, you silly posteropedic with a face? Like, every episode, she's doing yeah. this to Blanche with, like, the aging drag queen. Like, yeah. it's so perfect. It's so
1: perfect. It's so good. And also, the whole time, Sophia, like, she doesn't have, she can't find her glasses in this moment, right? Yeah, like, this is when she can't find degree? her glasses, yeah. I think. Yeah, she can't find her glasses. And it's like, Sophia, I mean, you're not quite on brand for TV yet,
0: <laughs> you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And they're like, Chewy's going to be the one to do it because like technically he's the hotel's chef and yes. like he can see because, yeah. yeah, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Roy Orbison, Sophia lost her glasses. Um, <laughs> also, what was the show where Blanche and Dorothy were women who lived together, also lesbians? Was that Wake yeah. Up Miami?
1: Uh, Yeah, no, that wasn't Good Morning Miami. I think that was Wake Up Miami. Oh, God. I like, like to
0: think that those shows just air consulting. back to back. It's image. like Wake Up Miami. Oh, now you're awake. Good morning, Miami. <laughs>
1: Oh, I love local TV. It's so... There's there's not enough of it these days. You know what I mean? There's local news Mm -hmm. and stuff, but they don't have local talk shows like they used to, and I miss those.
0: I used to... um, When I was in high school, I probably talked about it. CCAT, Carver Community Access TV, where I would like... I, I guess intern is the word I would use, but, um, yeah, we used to have to like Learn. do the graphics for like the bulletins in my town. You know what I mean? I like register to vote at governor John Carver elementary Tuesday from <laughs> six <laughs> to 8.00 PM in the gymnasium. I never did it
1: like- stuff. I always wanted to, but I did local radio when I was in high school. I was like the local, there was like queer sort of, local NPR show that we had on our local NPR station. And I was the youth sort of correspondent talking about. Cool
0: youth correspondent. Yeah. I was talking
1: about queer youth stuff in St. Louis and you know, back then there wasn't enough queer youth stuff. So I like did like two segments of it, but I was on the radio. Wow. I had a face. And now you're
0: on a podcast.
1: I mean, and not not much has changed actually.
0: (laughs) This story Really goes nowhere. nowhere. Like, it's fine. It's just, it's not really a story. There are no surprises. There are no twists and turns, but like, okay, fine. This, we're just going to say this is a story. And we get some funny Sophia moments, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So now, Rose, the competition has begun unbeknownst yeah. to Blanche. Rose, glively... Rose has a line.
1: Rose has a line in this scene that is so good about the game. Like, because Blanche was caught off guard because she didn't think Rose and, and Blanche were having this competition and then right Rose, until
0: Rose announces that in five what? minutes, a beautiful woman's going to sweep Roland off his feet and she's going to be the winner and Blanche is going to be the loser.
1: Yeah. And then Rose says part of the secret of winning is knowing the game has begun. Oh, it's Which, so good. I, it's such <sighs> a per- literally it is a line that an evil person in a film would say right before they kill someone. It is so perfect. Mark, and it's not him- who- thank you for green lighting that line.
0: It is not someone who doesn't know what a workaholic is, though. Um, What I love is that um, when when Rose is leaving the room and Blanche goes, no fair, no fair. And then Rose mocks her and Rose goes, no fair, no fair. The maiden call of the loser.
1: It's (gasps) so good. Rose is so evil. And then Blanche brings out... I am confusing two scenes I think but Blanche brings out the woman who delivers the meat, correct?
0: So before that happens, okay. before she brings her out the woman arrives. Oh my gosh, I have I have a whole I have a whole uh, I have notes. Her only so, credit
1: to that actress's credit. I saw Going I know. I was like what do I know her from? Which is her, weird because she was so good.
0: I Okay. So Rose uh, leaves, and Blanche is lamenting to Chewy. She's like, you know, now where can I find a young, delicate creature to appeal to Roman? And yeah. this woman, Roy—not her real name—yeah, walks in holding like a giant cow's leg over her shoulder. Now, and she goes delivery, <laughs> and Blanche goes, uh, "Do you have a moment to meet a gorgeous man?" And she goes, "Can I freshen up first? And then she throw she like th- throws this okay. leg like a slab on the table, okay. and she's like, "I'm fresh." Now. Now. I am 100% convinced that this actor was hauling over her shoulder and throwing onto that steel table. Yeah. A real cut of animal. Oh, and you- I'm gonna, that was 100% real and I'm going to tell you why. First of all, because of how realistic looking it was. I mean, that meat like jiggled in a very realistic way when she put it down. Yeah. Now, A little behind the scenes for you. I used to work with a writer who was a writer on Friends for Mm. like six, seven seasons. Do you remember the episode where Joey gets a turkey stuck on his head? And then later Monica puts the turkey on her head.
1: And then Courtney Cox later in real life on Instagram put an actual turkey on her head. That
0: is incredibly unsafe and unsanitary, but I get it for the joke. You do anything for comedy. We know this.
1: Yeah. Even if you're a millionaire and don't need to. Yes. Continue.
0: That... For them to get that turkey made, because it wasn't a real turkey, it was made, you know, they had somebody make it custom, Yeah, cost something like thirty to $60,000. And And you look at that and you're like, oh, that's very realistic looking, yeah. but that's not a real turkey that they're putting on their head. No. And of course, they couldn't use a real turkey because the actors have to put their face in it and you just, you can't, first of it's all, like there's that. not a cavity big enough, right? Yeah. Well, this...
1: I mean, West Hollywood. So, anyway,
0: this sorry. this 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 actor, Roy, not her real name, yeah. wasn't putting anything on her head, whatever. So there wasn't a need to make something fake, which is why. And listeners, tell me if you disagree. But that actor, meat hook and all, carried around a real piece of like a cow's leg and thigh and hip. I love that for the art of television and
1: this is her only credit and i have to admit she killed it Not she went me- out
0: hot she went out on a high
1: i mean whoever go out when you're on is, the top sonia hunt i think the actress's name is i mean she did it she did it good for her Love she Brooke. was
0: she was a breath of fresh i tell you what that hook so hook. oh the hook the hook funny. blanche drags her into the lobby she's still oh. holding the meat hook uh-huh. and roland is like not into it and he kind of pulls blanche aside he's like yeah she's scaring away all the guests and she's covered in meat stains and well it's not her it's the blood and the hook Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and then blanche is like but you got so much in common and he calls her out he's like oh because we're both black I was thinking, like,
1: I was actually thinking the story because I mean, Blanche and Rose, but oftentimes more so Blanche is used for a catalyst for complicated stories to to, and even in this series, because when um there was a clip that goes around about the Confederate flag in the Golden Palace and the conversation around the Confederate flag and it, it sort of made the rounds, I don't know, last year or something it went viral, but and Blanche was a part of that story about her awakening to understanding the hurt behind the Confederate flag and all of that. Anyway, we'll get to that when that episode comes. But I, I thought that maybe that's where this story was going. And, and I was excited for it because I like when Blanche is used as a catalyst to tell really complicated stories. But this moment kind of exists in a very small, small way.
0: Yes. Um, but... Either way, Roy, not her real name, is not into Roland either. So yeah. it doesn't matter. Cause like she's also like, she she's working, yeah. she's on the clock. So she's yeah. just like, bye and leaves. Yeah. Um, and then Sophia has witnessed all of this. She's also in the lobby. Yeah. And she's like, Blanche, you make me sick. Fixing him up because of his skin color. I've got someone coming who's going to like Roland for Roland. And off the elevator steps, Mr. Ricciuti, a.k.a. Laszlo's boyfriend from the Golden Girls episode, The Artist.
1: Yes, played by, which I think we need to give respect where respect is due, Monty Landis, who was on The Monkees. He was in a great scene in uh, Pee-wee's Big Adventure. He... So many great credits that this man has. He was in um, a Mel Brooks film. Oh, help me! Oh, Young
0: Frankenstein. Name. Young
1: Frankenstein. Thank you. I mean, this man has such a great resume, and this scene. So I mean, I'm just gonna I, I'm I'm gonna play it right now because I actually put it into the soundboard <gasps> it is you such, did
0: into the soundboard? It is such a
1: good. I laughed so hard at this. I'm gonna. Poopery, no thank you. <laughs> Straight, no chaser. I mean. I mean, the I, the fact that that man, that Sophia had the wherewithal to have a gay man come over and test if Roland was gay. And then um, the two immediately you think went off to probably have a good laugh about it or something after. I mean, it is such a perfect moment.
0: It's so perfect. He's so funny. And I, I like to think that, like, I know he's obviously... Uh, playing a different character the way that Sal the actor who played Sal also played a waiter in a random episode yeah. Which was yeah. so distracting, but whatever um, but I, I like to think that after um, Sophia met him at the art show they like stayed in touch with each other and he like joined her sherry and cloud watching club yes. and They would like hang out yes. um, also there's a line that he says um, when he comes up to Sophia, he says, Where's this tasty little slim gym you've been filling my ears with?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is so uncomfortably wonderful.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh,
1: I mean, awkward too, but like, just in, inco- like, so good. So, so good.
0: Do you remember how potpourri was such a thing of the 90s? Someone like, someone
1: gave me potpourri recently, and I was like, what
0: The fuck am I going to do with
1: this? I mean, I accepted the gift because it was a gift, but I was also kind of like, I'm going to throw this away
0: oh i mean well yeah i i don't know i guess if you yeah what am i gonna do with it after
1: it stops smelling
0: well then you throw it out but you enjoy it while it smells um when i was growing when i was a teenager in the 90s what's that
1: i feel like it's death for cats i don't think you can have potpourri around
0: oh then then yes then you get rid of it um My mom, when I was a teenager in the nineties, she always had a small pot of it simmering on the stove or she would have like a small basket in the bathroom. She always had potpourri, always, always, always had potpourri. Um, so then, yeah. So then, um. Lazlo's boyfriend not boyfriend leaves with Sophia <laughs> and Roland goes to the women he's like hey stop meddling in my life oh, I don't need your dating help
1: up her sleeve.
0: and up her sleeve is Joanne
1: hello Joanne oh Joanne stunning I mean frankly if I had to choose between Roy and Joanne I would choose Roy just because I feel like that would be more of an experience and I have a feeling I think, I think Roy is cuter I, I
0: I think they're both incredibly attractive yes, women. They, oh,
1: g- gorgeous women!
0: I if it was like who do I want to go on a first date with and get to know? Definitely Roy, not her real name. Like yes,
1: because that's Roy, a story she's lived.
0: Yeah, how did how did you like tell me all about meat? You also, know what I mean? Just
1: the fact that she can carry that much meat tells you something about how <sighs> she's going to be in the bedroom. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna lay it out like it is. If you can pick me up. If you can pick up a cut of meat like that, you can pick me up. (laughs) I I want that on the soundboard. I have a lot of eyes. I want
0: that on the (laughs) soundboard. So Roland, and I thought maybe this line would have stung you a little bit, but Roland goes up to her and he says, Hi, I'm Roland Wilson, raging heterosexual. It did,
1: it did. I didn't like it. I didn't like it because I don't like anyone sticking to a binary. I like Mm. people living within their own world because Roland could maybe be with Laszlo's boyfriend someday.
0: Uh-huh. Absolutely. Yeah. Never yeah. say never. Yeah. Um, so they leave the hotel. Roland and Joanne leave the hotel to go on a yeah. date. And Rose oh. is amped to have won. Oh, my God. And she, ke- I love how she just keeps rubbing it in Blanche's face. She goes, it's a win-win situation. Except for you, Blanche. You lose. It's, and then she does the uh, evil cackle, I- gets into the elevator, it's and the then best the elevator doors close and, and then, then they open back up because she didn't press the button. And she laughs again. Laughs again. Oh, again. it was so I mean, good.
1: I think Betty White should have been in Hocus Pocus.
0: Oh, she has a great witch laugh. With that cackle,
1: it was mm-hmm. definitely a Hocus Pocus cackle. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, so then Oliver appears. This is the last that we see him. I miss this kid. He appears. He tells Blanche, there's no way that Roland's date with Joanne is going to work out because he's still hung up on his ex-girlfriend, Trisha. Yeah. And he's like, I think they broke up because she moved back to Atlanta. And Blanche is like, oh, this contest mm-hmm. is far from over. hmm. 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 Mm-hmm. So meanwhile, Sophia is having still having a hard time coming to terms with the fact that Chewy's going to be appearing on Good Morning Miami instead of her. So she's sabotaging his meals. Like she literally puts a banana and an entire box of sugar into his soup. And this is just, I'm going to say it. I know I say it every episode. Another example of the women making bad decisions as yes. business owners. Oh yes. Whatever business they may have gained by having Chewy appear on TV or even like, or even Sophia appearing on TV was just lost by ruining her guests' mealtime experiences.
1: Yeah. Yes. And also again, a throwback, a nostalgic moment. This episode's full of last episode was a slumber party. This episode was like a parade of nostalgic moments for the girls. Sophia. Remember the episode where this, the chronic fatigue syndrome, Sophia puts the salt in the champagne in order to get the free champagne. Mm -hmm. Sophia has a history of sabotaging food in order to get her way.
0: I love that you remembered that in this moment.
1: It's all I thought about. It's literally all I thought about.
0: She also, she has a great couple lines where um, Chewy calls her out on what she's doing. And she's like, that really hurts me. I'm a wounded bird. And he's like, oh man, I'm sorry, Sophia. And she's like, I was acting, you idiot. I was born to be on TV. And then she gets this huge applause break. Yeah. And like, I love this woman.
1: Wait, hold on. I need to pause real quick because I have to get have to put the lid on the chicken.
0: Do you want should I talk to everybody?
1: Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> I was gonna take over. I was gonna edit this part out. But please talk with everyone. Yes, I'm gonna check on the chicken, you guys, because yeah. <laughs>
0: Okay, everybody, now that H. Allen is gone, I'm going to tell you the truth about, I don't know. Okay, so a lot of you, I'm sure if you're listening, you know the way that H. Allen and I met. This is me stalling while H. Allen um, checks on the chicken. H. Allen and I met after, shortly after I moved to Los Angeles, and our mutual friend Gabby Dunn, who was the first guest on this episode, season one, episode one of The Golden Girls, Um, said, hey, I'm going to my friend's birthday party later. Do you want to come? And I said, yes. And I showed up and... And that is why H. Allen will never go into a public <laughs> restroom. No, I was just starting to tell the story of how we met. Gabby Dunn brought me to your birthday oh, party as a present. Good. Yeah. As a present for you.
1: you guys. It has 20 more degrees to go until it's ready. Continue. Sorry.
0: All right. No, that's okay. This is like the time that what was happening. Like I, you had to kill time because like my computer mm. was about to die and I need to get my charger. Yes. yes. Um,
1: Fine. It's life. We're living our lives.
0: Yes. Um, <laughs> So Blanche comes into the kitchen all excited because she looked up Roland's ex-girlfriend, Trisha, in the phone book.
1: Which is, I mean, then the name, Trisha, what was her last name? It was something very common.
0: Yeah, it was like, I forget. Have it has been a like,
1: moment where the wrong Trisha comes.
0: You know what I mean? Oh, that would have been a fun twist. Yeah. Um, it would have been like a real Isaac Newton situation. <laughs> <laughs> um so she looked up Roland's girlfriend Trisha in the phone book sent her a ticket to fly from Atlanta to Miami and she'll be there soon. Yeah. Um which this is I mean I mean she also put that together Real so quick. So fast.
1: Look, Blanche has two outfit changes. So you know that this happened like day after. I mean, this woman came out at the drop of the, a hat. Like, yeah, she was this happened
0: very quickly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So Roland comes in basking in the glow of his date with Joanne, Joanne. which, no, that actually makes me think it's the same day, right?
1: I mean, it, wait, is it? Is, is it the same a different day? outfit? I forget.
0: I don't remember. her
1: second outfit. She wore those like shiny pants that were so cute the top was whatever but the shiny pants were so cute but i don't know if she changed outfits yet or not
0: i i feel like it's the same day but i don't know maybe he was on another date with joanne or maybe the date went so well
1: maybe it was the next day and joanne's upstairs
0: yeah maybe um so he's so excited and and this is where like again blanche should have been like oh you know what he's happy i'm just gonna go ahead and like cancel Trisha's ticket or whatever. Trisha
1: is flying here. She's on a Delta I know, flight, right? I
0: know. Now. Although it's only from Atlanta to Miami. It's probably it's not that long. It's probably like an forty hour. five minutes. Yeah.
1: Um
0: and she's like, um, is like, Yeah, I'm so glad that like you had a good time with Joanna and everything. But aren't there any other women in your life you haven't been able to forget? He's like, Yeah, Trisha. Um, and reveals that she was clingy and suffocating and had this game called Mr. Walking
1: Fingers. It's in-
0: walking finger Mr. Walking Finger Mr. Walking Fingers. Ugh. Going up, hello, lover. I had a
1: coworker once who talked in a baby voice, and it was so. She also had a nervous laugh, and I love people who have a nervous laugh because I love asking them what's funny, because (laughs) nothing is like they can't, they don't, nothing is actually funny, and so they can't answer it. And sure, I'm the asshole who puts them in an uncomfortable situation, and I should be respectful to their nervousness. But whatever, it's fun.
0: (laughs) Okay. Um, and then, um, as he's like complaining about her, um, Trisha walks through the door of the hotel yes. and she is played by Kim Fields. And let's the talk about how fantastic iconic, Kim Fields is.
1: Wonderful. Amazing. Also, can we talk about the growth of miss Kim Fields? So Kim Fields was Tootie on the facts of life, which, you know, incredible, whatever, many, many years, facts of life, facts of life ended in 1987, 1988, I forget the exact year. And this, came out in 1992. Now, Kim Fields had been doing a number of things over those four years, but- Living Single? No. No, that was not later. not Living Single yet. She was about to do Living Single. And Tootie, 2D, uh, 2D, oh, excuse me, Kim. Kim's hair is the next chapter of Kim because this would be the hair she would have in the beginning of Living Single. She changed her hair a lot in Living Single. But Living Single, this is so fitting that Kim Fields is in this episode because to me- living singles is the true people like to say sex in the city was like the the new golden girls you know what i mean but no i think living single was indeed the perfect extension of when the golden girls ended in 1992 with this series or 1993, i guess with this series officially ended and living single picked up they took on the torch of the golden girls living single iconic theme song Yeah, single, ooh, in a 90s kind of world. I'm glad I got my girl. Yo, keep your head up, what? Keep your head up, that's right. Okay, I can't do it. But- That was incredible. I love Living Single. Living Single is so perfect. It is such, I don't think it's as well-written of a show as the Golden Girls, but it is such an enjoyable show about four women living in the world, being glad they got their girls and being a family. It is such a good show.
0: Ah, I love your passion for living single. I also I get angry at people. living single.
1: I get angry at people who think that Sex in the City and I love Sex in the City. Don't get me wrong. I love, 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 love Sex in the City and I watch it all the time. But but I do think that living single sometimes gets overlooked because not a lot of white people probably watched it. And and they don't see that connection between the Golden Girls and Living Single. So they just immediately jump to Sex the other the really City, white yeah. show, Sex and mm-hmm. the City. Uh, and Sex and the City is a great show. But Living Single oh, go watch it. If you haven't seen it in years, it it's it's definitely dated. It's 90s, but it's so, so, so good and so enjoyable. I love it.
0: Kim Fields also makes a cameo in the very first episode of a show that you and I love very much,
1: The Comeback. Oh, that's right. She's auditioning as well. She's one of the three, her and Mary Lou Henner, who has Mm -hmm. an insane memory. Did you know that? No. She has like a medical disorder where she has, she has like a photographic memory where she can remember, like if you guys had a phone conversation in 1973, she'll tell you the time of day, the date, everything. I think that's an
0: eidetic memory.
1: Is that what it's called?
0: I believe it's an eidetic memory. I
1: don't know. And I had a friend who was her assistant for years, and they say that she's lovely, and I loved. it. Oh,
0: hear that. that's so nice to hear. Also, fun fact about um, Kim Fields and Facts of Life, uh, mm. which I got from IMDb. In the Golden Girls Season 3, Episode 4, Blanche tells Marguerite, sorry, excuse me, Marguerite, <laughs> that Tootie is her favorite on the Facts of Life. So it's coming yeah. full circle. Facts um, of Life,
1: man. That was the show. George Clooney. Was on that for a while. I mean,
0: and also on the Golden Girls.
1: Also on the. Also
0: Everything on the Golden is Girls. connected.
1: Wow, you're right. So,
0: so Trisha arrives, and it's here that she mentions to Roland that she got his telegram and plane ticket.
1: I mean, 1992 guys, come on, telegram.
0: Um, I'm so confused. Why in that moment does Roland not go like, wait a second, what telegram?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. How
0: quickly can you send a telegram?
1: I think pretty quick. Like, especially if it's hand delivered, like a like a summons. You know? How would
0: you se- how would you send a telegram to somebody in the nineties?
1: I think you'd go to Western Union, right? Or is that how you send money?
0: That's how you send know. money.
1: Well, can't you send messages to the Western Union? Can't you send like twenty five cents and be like, also, run. You know, like
0: <laughs> but then how does the telegram, I'm, I've never sent a telegram. I was a teenager in the nineties. Yeah. Yeah. I've just never, I mean, I could have, no, but I've-
1: We weren't really, we were teenagers in the late nineties. So not really the part, not the telegram part of the nineties.
0: Excuse me. I was 13 as were you in
1: 1995. That's oh, yes, right. teenager. Is that really teenager? No, I, The word teen mean, is
0: in the number.
1: If you have considered drinking alcohol then that's when you're a teenager.
0: Oh, like I'm going to have a glass 15. of wine when we get off. Oh, that Ooh. sounds so good. Right. I haven't had wine for a while. I think I'm going to have a glass. Have
1: it. Oh, mm. White or red?
0: I'm going to open a bottle of red.
1: Oh, red. That's huh?
0: Red's good for right before bedtime. Is it? For me.
1: Oh, I love a little Chardonnay, a little Pinot Grigio. Oh, my God. Pinot Grigio and just a little ice in it.
0: Oh, mm. I like Ooh, a Pinot impressive. Grigio or Sauvignon Blanc.
1: Oh, I love saying Sauvignon Blanc, but Sauvignon Blanc gives me heartburn. But I love a shardy party. I also had a boss for years who. <laughs> uh, wait
0: a second. You have to be careful because when you say I did it best.
1: I did that for years at my. I had I it. I worked. Sounds like shardy party. Yes, I know, and and I said shardy party for years, and my boss picked it up and was like, "Oh, shardy party," and he thought it was so funny, and I loved him saying it incorrectly for the five years he said it incorrectly that I didn't tell him until I left that he was actually saying poop party and not sharty party. party. Yeah. Shart.
0: Yeah, yeah. Small, but significant difference.
1: It just made me happy anyway. Um, for sure. For
0: sure. So <laughs> yes. So she's like, so happy to be there. I'll see you later. Mr. Woverboy. Hey, like, I, I goes I up like Like I feel like
1: Kim Fields did not have enough in this episode to work with because she is iconic. She is a, she's at this point, she is an established television personality. And I feel like she should have been like guest star Kim Fields. Like she should have been on more of the episode. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. they she Her character spent so much time being talked about off screen. It was like, yeah. oh, Trisha won't stop calling down yeah. from the room. And I'm like, why wouldn't she just walk down if she knows Roland's Kim at the Fields. desk? Like, yeah, I, I wish yeah. that she had been in the episode more as well. I agree. Um, so we also learn Uh, Roland confides in the women um, that he lied when he broke up with Trisha. He said that he was entering the priesthood Priesthood. and that's why they had to break up, which is a real forgive me father role reversal kind of situation.
1: Also furthering the possibility that Roland might be a homosexual. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying I will, I will read into whatever I need to read into to make sure that Roland is mine.
0: I like that. He says um, she was the last girl he dated before he tried his hand at, priesting (laughs) um so a little bit later uh this is when we're getting into my favorite moment in the episode which we're definitely going to play this audio um so trisha won't stop calling down to the front desk and roland finally realizes like he's gonna have to talk to her yeah. So he sits around with the women at a cheesecake less table, but that's yeah. fine.
1: This scene and is so good. It's I'm so good. It's, so, it's good. so good.
0: And he's like, you know, he wants to commiserate about what to do when someone madly wants you and you don't want them back. And of course, Sophia, Rose, and Blanche all have stories and they're all clamoring to let's,
1: let's play the clip. We'll play tell the clip. him. Just play the clip because this is literally like a confection of just like perfect moments.
0: Yes. Okay. Just play it. Why don't I begin? Because we hate that southern crap. The moonshine, the
1: mosquitoes, the inbreeding. Please, I get pregnant just listening to that stuff. <laughs> Would you prefer to sit here and listen to Rose ramble on about tap-dancing chickens? <laughs> and her recipes for Jürgen, Bergen, Fergen, Gergen, Fergen. <laughs> <laughs> You pronounce it just like a tourist. <laughs> Besides, what would you rather hear? Picture it, Sicily? Well, in seven years, I've never been able to picture Sicily. So either bring in a photograph or shut up. Look, you guys, I really shouldn't have brought this up, okay? It's my problem. I'll deal with it. Oh, okay, okay. I'll skip the story. Although you should know that mine resulted
0: in a bare chested brawl and involved a man named Jerry Lee Lewis. Mine
1: had Enzo Ferrari. Mayor McCheese. I mean, I feel like this moment was the girls' pent-up aggression at all of their stories over the years.
0: Yes, yes, exactly. It's like they had
1: been bottling this up, similar to Roland, in how he cannot confess to Trisha what he actually feels. The women have not been able to confess what they actually feel about each other and their horrible stories. And they're doing it now.
0: What I love is that all three of them are known for their types of stories, right? Dorothy's the only one who's not known for a thing when she yeah. tells stories. Yeah. And so this was actually the perfect moment for this television show without yeah. B Arthur yes. because we've spent how many years listening to Rose's crazy St. Olaf stories with the weird pronunciations of the things and tap dancing chickens and all that stuff. Yeah. Blanche's super sexual stories, but also there's like the flowery language of like, you know, the Spanish moss trees and the weeping willows and the moonshine, whatever. And then Sophia's picture at Sicily. And it was like the way that they had the women all making fun of the way that the other women tell stories. I was like, That is pure writing gold
1: for Golden Girls fans. It is just so perfect.
0: It was such genius, such genius writing. It was so good. I, oh my, and the way that Rose says, you pronounce it just like a tourist. Like, I I I I lost my mind. And her recipes for Yurkin, Glergen, Bergen, Blurgen, Flurgen. Like I just I, I watched that scene a couple times. It was So good. Such a it j- can someone make that an NFT and sell it for like a billion dollars? Um I don't so, even know what an NFT is. Oh, I don't uh, either. I do. Does yeah. anybody really like yeah, what's no. Bitcoin? I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um Some straight so, man will tell
1: us though because they love talking about it. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, uh, Roland pulls Trisha aside, and this is really the only, like you were saying, the only scene that we yeah. get with Kim Fields. It was, she was just tragically underutilized. Um, yes, I and I also don't love the way, okay, wait, hold on. Did I skip something? No, no, I, I, no, um, I, I skipped a little bit, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah he he oh he oh he just he learns that Blanche was the one who yes did the telegram
1: yeah
0: um so he finally has the sit down with her and just like
1: fine it's it's like it's like Roland becoming a man basically and and growing a pair and Trish actually being not as bad as Roland thought she was because she understands if that's essentially the scene
0: yeah but I also I thought I don't know it sort of felt like even before she arrived, he was kind of painting her as a crazy woman.
1: She's not. She and just has she's, a weird baby voice.
0: She's any yeah, like sure, she ha- maybe has some like th- like cutesy wootsy things that like you quirks that you kind of find annoying. But like
1: She's smothering though. She is smothering.
0: But is she? Because all we've seen I mean, is like he she invited was invited willing- her and sent her a plane ticket, as far as she knows. So yeah. even her behavior it's not a true reflection of who she is because she actually thought that he wanted to see her so badly. We don't know what that telegram said, but we, yeah. but
1: if she jumped on it so eagerly after the way he kind of treated her and sort of ghosted her, like, but
0: he didn't, he said he was becoming a priest. So she may have been going. And, and even at the end of the day, she's like, look, I know you weren't leaving the priesthood. I just, you know, he, she tells him that, um, uh, she was, she totally, he's like, look, he says she. He says he doesn't love her, which like little harsh, but fine. And she says why, and he says, well, you know, there's not, there's never one real reason. And then he goes on to give her reason, and he calls her suffocating, which is like so. And I don't know, it's just so insulting. I just didn't love the way that she was treated. Um, and she's like, she totally understands. And she's like, you know, I guess I was hung up on you for as long as I was because you were the first guy. Um, you know, who uh, didn't, like, treat me any differently or whatever or wasn't hung up on me because of my enormous inheritance. Yeah. And then she pats him on the shoulder and strolls out like a badass, which I loved.
1: I did love that. Ooh, Kim Fields. And, guys, you should also watch her season of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. So good. So good. I just – I keep picturing her grabbing all of her children being like, this isn't for children, and her walking out of a meeting with a congressman. It's so good.
0: She was on Real Housewives?
1: Yeah, for one season, and she was – Oh. Was I great. didn't
0: know that yeah um so she's gone, but I like I couldn't take my eyes off of her like
1: she's, she's dynamic. she's Kim she's, she she's was Kim she's
0: just so great to watch. It was so yeah. lovely to watch her act
1: so perfect. um also I will I do want to admit and i I meant to bring this up earlier, but I didn't, but there is um moment the music choices in this episode when scenes ended when they went to commercial breaks or came back and stuff they had really interesting music choices because it wasn't the traditional golden girls that you know it wasn't that traditional stuff it was like like, i can't really
0: hear it but it sounds like TJ. it sounds like sort of typical 90s sitcom it's yeah it's a little hard to hear it sounds like um like Seinfeld or like yeah, Home scary, Improvement. Which, I
1: yeah. mean, I hadn't really noticed on The Golden Palace before. They had pretty much the carried over the music from The Golden Girls, which I thought was very interesting. That this this episode had some interesting music choices.
0: Well, are we still playing Share? Is our opening song? Yes,
1: we are. Which is not an interesting music choice. It is a fantastic music choice. Can we
0: just tell everybody? You send me the episodes to listen to. Yeah before they go out and i listened to last week's episode and i was like oh we're are we just keeping i just share singing
1: i felt like thank a, you for being
0: a friend and you said yes we are keeping it
1: as a homosexual <laughs> it is my right to choose share in any moment in any situation in any capacity and i chose share and that is just <laughs> how it goes it's like a it's like a gay right it's like what you have to give us in order if share does something for you We have to accept it and use it. And so Cher gave that to us. And as a homosexual, I am obliged to use it.
0: Who else falls into that category? Like Dolly Parton? Like who else?
1: Dolly Parton would, Bette Midler would. But Cher is different though, because Cher is a through line for so much, especially even with the Golden Girls. You know what I mean? Like Cher loved Betty White. And that's why Betty White did the Cher show in the 70s, the Sunny and Cher show, and then the Cher show in the 70s. And so they have that love. And then on the Golden Girls, be Arthur was share. And now it was Cher- a
0: share show shardy party.
1: It was <laughs> yes. And now, and now share has given us the theme song. Thus, if you have a golden Girls <sighs> podcast, you have to have that as your theme song. It's a, it's a rule. I didn't make the rules. No, you just did that. <laughs> no, I didn't. That is not the rule. It is a rule that is told to me from the universe. And I am listening to the universe. Tell me this. And I'm saying, yes, I'm saying yes to the universe.
0: You haven't gotten this worked up since our argument over whether or not Blanche <laughs> was trying to sleep with George Clooney. She this was is...
1: not. She was yes, not she was. trying to sleep with George Clooney. I yes. will Satya right now. Our, our guest, guest Satya Baba And I, with I, we will me. continue this debate. I'll have him send in video or audio just to prove my point. He doesn't believe me though. He's with you. But whatever. <laughs> yes. The listener. Whatever. Old wounds.
0: <laughs> Are they though? So then Chewie Chewie comes back from the TV taping and I was like wait we don't even get to see it like this is like the talk show with the murderers all over again it's just everything happens off screen and
1: Chewie looks like he's straight out of Miami Vice slash Nash Bridges which he eventually stars in with the guy from Miami Vice Don Johnson and he is cool calm and relaxed he is a star now baby
0: Mm -hmm. yep because the segment went great even though Sophia was outside the studio picketing trying to save those dolphins um
1: (gasps) he's like man
0: that old lady can work a bullhorn and that's the story pretty lackluster but that's well i mean that's not the story because sophia comes in in a second but um but but then rose and blanche have a really sweet moment with roland where they kind of like apologize for the whole trisha thing
1: family now which is a sweet oh
0: i loved that yeah yeah they said they were trying to fix him up because he works too hard and he's like well, I work so hard because I'm trying to teach you three ladies the hotel business. Yeah. Also, Roland can't take time off because the hotel's literally run by five people.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like... Sophia's ruining every single dish that the chef is working hard mm-hmm. to make. Yes, it's not mm-hmm. good. Yes.
0: And then um, Rose is like, you know, well, even though we're new at this, we're not going to do anything to hurt our own business. And then, of course, in walks Sophia holding her picket sign that says Golden Palace Unfair. (laughs) But
1: Man, it's hot out there.
0: (laughs) I know. I mean, I feel like I've I've pointed out at least one incident in every episode where the women do something to hurt the business, including this episode, where Sophia was sabotaging the food. So, And then
1: the tag of the episode is... Sophia trying to do a Norma Ray thing. And then Roland has to be like, Sophia, you own this business. You can't protest the business you own. And she's like,
0: everybody get back to work.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Also the two of them are in the lobby. Who's in the kitchen? Yeah, no. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to ask these questions, but I mean,
1: it was, it was a great episode. I really enjoyed this episode.
0: Yeah. I, I loved it. I, like I said, I love competitive Rose um, the scene with the women all shitting yeah. on the way the the other yeah. ones tell stories course, was the laugh that
1: will live on forever. I mean, <laughs> it's just, it doesn't get better than that. It doesn't get better.
0: It's so good. Do you still have the B Arthur button?
1: I do, but I have to switch a bunch of things to get back to it. So we're just-
0: Oh, I see. you yeah. got a whole like soundboard and stuff. That sounds fancy. I'm not fancy. kidding.
1: I'm not kidding. <laughs> I just did it for you. I'm not kidding.
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. This should episode do- was a treat. I think Such we should. A treat. Such a treat. Should we do our yeah. golden takeaway? Yeah, let's take a break and then do some GTs.
1: I got to check on the chicken. Okay, we are back and the chicken is done. It's out of the oven. I'm so excited for that. It looks so juicy. Um, we are at the Golden Takeaway. Golden takeaway is a nugget of truth or inspiration that you can apply to your life or the lives of our listeners. Carrie, what is your golden takeaway for this episode?
0: My golden takeaway from this episode is that I want to send someone a telegram.
1: Oh, okay.
0: What a fun form of communication that we seldom use, even though I don't really know how they work. Yeah. Maybe a singing telegram. Ooh. uh, Like, maybe I'll send you one. Like. Like I would never use like a carrier pigeon cuz like animal cruelty, you know. And like postcards it are okay. Someone coming
1: to your door and you have to like open it for them and listen to them.
0: I love it. You you're also giving somebody work. Yeah, you um, are,
1: but I don't really want that. Like when people knock on our door, we often don't answer. Oh, same. That's- it's usually well, one that, you know, no one comes to my door. unless Nobody comes to know. my door.
0: It's usually just a delivery. And it's just like, a what? hey, heads up, seven up. You got a box here from your mom.
1: Just leave it there. Leave mm-hmm. and I'll get it. Like, don't. No, mm-hmm. no. So I probably, even if they had a singing telegram, I, I mean, I hope you would still pay them, but I probably would not open the door.
0: Well, then maybe they would just like.
1: Do it in the hallway. Do it
0: in the The hallway, and then maybe you'd hear it, and halfway through, and open the door. I'd also, I'd also love to like to do like an old fashioned like a landline telephone call with like no caller ID. Oh, you know, because like what a fun mystery. You know what I mean? I'm just thinking of ways I could communicate with my friends that are different from the ways I communicate with them now. You could just send a letter
1: and not put a return address. I mean, that really is the original telegram. Just, just don't put a return address and send some random thing.
0: Hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like
1: you know, watch out! I'm on the balcony.
0: Oh gosh, no, that's frightening. I would never do that. No, but it
1: would definitely be like an interesting moment of like, guys, I received this letter. What do I do? You mm-hmm, know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'd probably call the police, and then you'd be laughing because you'd be like, oh, no. <laughs> you call the police.
0: Dane Cook. Oh God, remember Dane Cook? I Dane do. I cook.
1: I remember doing a show with him and not being very pleased by him. But.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. Dane no. Cook had a joke. I believe it was Dane Cook. About and he didn't do it because comedians are like, I was on the bus yesterday, and you're like, Well, we know you weren't on the bus yesterday. Yeah. But Dane Cook, um, I think had a joke where he used to put on like uh, he'd go to like the Halloween store and buy a pair of angel wings, and he'd put mm. them on and he would go up to people at the airport and tap them on the shoulder and go, Don't get on the plane, which I think is the meanest, cruelest thing if he ever actually did oh. that. But I don't think he ever did, I think it was yeah, just for the sake of the joke,
1: probably a lie and very unbranded. Um, but <laughs> I clearly don't like Dane Cook, that's uh, okay,
0: I don't have any feelings
1: about Dane cook but my golden takeaway from this episode is i hope our love and our expression of joy and gratitude for the greatness that is kim fields makes you go sure go watch facts of life i didn't really care about facts of life but go watch facts of life but really please go watch i mean i love that theme song how the theme song is great. Queen Latifah is, I mean, it is such a good, per and, and the archetypes of all of the women, Queen Latifah's Dorothy and Kim Fields is kind of a the Blanche character. I mean, it's just, it's so perfect in a lot of ways. It is, I can't get, I, I just can't get over how great that show is. And I, I encourage everyone to go watch it. And if you do go watch it, let us know in the comments that you are enjoying it. and what Your thoughts are on it. And
0: those were our golden takeaways. And we hope that you will all tune in next week when we re-release our episode that covers Seems Like Old Times Parts 1 and 2, which we originally watched back in April of 2019 and is Mm -hmm. B. Arthur's second and final appearance on The Golden Palace. I'm going to have to re-listen to that episode. I really don't remember what our thoughts were, but we'll record a new intro for
1: it. Yeah, I hope we we were too. I do hope we were nice though, because I mean I do I did I do remember enjoying that episode and B. Arthur being incredible on it.
0: Oh my oh, she gets the biggest applause break when she walks in. It's As so she amazing. Should. As she, she gets can. a lot of really good meeting material. It was yeah. they they did they did her good in those episodes. Um okay. Thank you all so, so much for listening to this week's episode. And HLN, where can everybody find all good what? stuff related to the podcast? You
1: can listen to our podcast, of course, on Who They have the app that's uh, the YouTube, not YouTube TV, the Apple TV app that you can listen to on the phone. You can listen to it. I mean, it's you Ha such a great 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 little actor. you
0: ha ha, and you ha, ha, ha. ha. it's a shardy party <laughs> i know i know i'm the worst
1: um so yes go listen to on any capacity Lots of great podcasts there you can also listen to us and rate us and review us please go to wherever you listen to us and leave us a nice little rating and review please try to be nice or at least if you have a criticism do be professional and responsible about it and if you like the podcast you can go to listen to us or. Follow us, I should say, on Twitter at Golden Girls Pod, Instagram at Adam Lanai Official, and on Facebook at Golden Girls Pod. And I, who am I? I am H. Allen Scott and City Pines on everything. Oh, and you should listen to this new—I'm doing a new podcast. It's a more professional. It's not. It's not true crime, and it's not gay news stuff. It is celebrity interviews. With. Like
0: badass celebrity interviews.
1: Yeah, yeah, some really great people. Renee Zellweger is coming up. Amanda Seyfried is in, is next week. Um, do you watch Bridgerton? Pamela
0: Adlon. Yes, Didn't Pamela Adlon. I just Adlin? had
1: her on. Yes, Hilary Duff. Um, the the star of the second season of Bridgerton, which is like very hot and heavy. Simona Ashley. She was so much fun. Oh my god, it's, it's Craig Robinson. It was it was a fun interview. A so yeah, lots of great interviews. Go listen to it. It's called The Parting Shots, a Newsweek podcast, and it's like. Lots of fun and silly, and it's all culture and pop culture based, and it's just so much fun. So you can listen there.
0: And uh, I don't have any new uh, podcasts <laughs> yeah. or anything special to announce. Um, but I am up though. I am at Squidzy on Instagram, which has a lot of fun photos of baby Oreo, and I am Squid Eat Squid on Twitter.
1: That's right. That's right. And as you are about to have a glass of red wine and head to bed I am about to enjoy this chicken that I've been cooking for this entire episode so as always remember,
0: remember stay, stay golden! golden
1: Carrie took melatonin she's falling asleep as we speak you, you won't see the biggest gift would be from me